Thanks. Morning, guys. Um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Merva. I'm a deacon here in Millie's. Um, yeah, and it's a privilege to share with you this morning on yeah, something that the Lord is speaking to me and as something that I've experienced firsthand. And I hope and I trust that uh, as I speak, something will be imparted in your hearts as well. After Anton shared, I, I felt like I could just say amen and we can uh, go into it. But I do believe that there's something that God's want to speak about this morning. Um, and yeah, uh, like Anton said, we've been gazing upon the Lord um, and He's done so much in us over the past few weeks. I mean, breakthroughs at Combined Calm and last Sunday, putting things that we're struggling with at God's feet. And a lot of it was us and God and God putting up the mirror and saying, fix this, your makeup is smudged, whatever it is. Um, but there's something of walking that out in family. And today I want to share a bit about finding church family and um, what that actually means for each one of us. Um, yeah, and maybe before I start, I do want to welcome my brother-in-law, Peter. He's from, um, he's from Joshin City Bowl, and he's actually the reason to a large part why I'm standing here today. Um, I first went to Josh Jen with him, and my first calm was actually Gerrit and Maria's calm, and I think Mineke was there as well. And, and a large part of me getting stuck in was to see how they've modeled family and how they've left church family. So thanks, Pete. Um, you play a big role in my life, and it's awesome that you're here. Um, okay. So... What is this church family thing? And is it Christianese? Is it something that God actually had in store for us? And I want to start by reading a scripture out of Matthew 12. Uh, so Jesus was actually healing people on the Sabbath, and this really uh, roughed the feathers of the Pharisees, and they actually wanted to make plans to kill him. But he, he moved on, and he actually drew a crowd because he was doing miracles, and there was such a big crowd, and, uh, and reading from 12, uh, chapter 12, from verse 46. Okay. Um, if you, no, it's fine. It's going to distract them with the Instagram and the... Except for Rachel. Rachel, that's awesome. Uh, anyway, let's get back to it. So just to orientate you where we're at... Um, and then while reading from verse 46, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. But Jesus replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, you are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So the fact that we do the will of the Father makes us church family, makes us brothers and sisters. As Andre walks in the will of the Lord, as I walk in the will of the Lord, we become brothers and sisters. It's not because we talk about slap and sass and we like um, to surf or we've got stuff in common. It's because we live in the will of the Father that we are church family. And that's sort of the foundation that I want to lay at, at the starting point that we are family through Jesus, not because of our interests, not because of past experiences. Those things are good, but if we don't 
Walking in the will of the Father, we're not brothers and sisters. Um, and that's the church family that I'm talking about today. So why church family is the first thing that we should probably um, unpack. And I felt God say three things um, why church family is important. And the first thing is we actually created for church family. All the way back in Genesis, God created the earth and the animals and the sea. And then he created man uh, in his own, own image. And he looked at man and he said in Genesis 2, then the Lord God said, It's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So from the start, God created us to be in family, to have fellowship with one another. And that was his purpose from creation. When he created us, we were created not to be alone, but to be in family. In Ephesians, so skip quite a few thousand years, uh, and Paul's writing to the church in Ephesus, and he said in... Oh, we're back online. Thank you. Um, Ephesians 1, verse 4 to 5. E even before he made the world, God loved us and, and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Um, his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. So, Old Testament, God created us to be in family. New Testament, Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. It gives God great pleasure if we come into his family, again, through Jesus. And God even is so serious about church family and getting us, adopting us into his family, that he sent Jesus, his only son, so that we can experience family, so that we can be born and saved into a church family. Um, and that gives, us, gives God great pleasure. I mean, who, who of us wants to give, make God happy? I think all of us will raise our hand. And that's coming to his family, allowing him to adopt us into his family through his son, Jesus. The second thing why I believe church family is important is because we actually see in family. We see God to his fullness in church family. Um, and like we were saying, we've experienced a lot of us and God moments in the past few weeks. And a big part of that was because we are in family. And I want to read two scriptures, the one from Ephesians 2, verse 20 to 22. Um, let me just read from here. Uh, and it starts with Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone to whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom, in Him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And then in 1 Peter 2, verse 5, uh, it says, You yourselves are like living stones, being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, again, through Jesus Christ. So there's this picture of, I take all of the things that, or the will of God, Christine walks in the will of God, that makes us brothers and sisters. And then it's this picture of God building us into His house. And Him, um, him being the, Jesus being the cornerstone. So it's through Jesus that we build this house. And by building the house, 
God makes it his dwelling place. So a dwelling place is a place you live, a place you stay. So by the fact that we are living stones being built together, we create a space for God to dwell and to be present. So all of these stones on their own resemble nothing. But as we build it together around Jesus, we actually create space for God to dwell, for us to bring, like, like we read here, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. And that's why I put before you that without church family, we can't see God to His fullest. We can't experience God in all the ways He's meant for us to experience Him. Um, and, yeah, so as we gaze upon the Lord in a church context, there's so much more for each of us because all of us see in part, live in part, but together... God dwells amongst us, and he, um, yeah, we experience him to the fullest. And then thirdly, why is church family important is because we are actually safe in family. Um, we've got this picture of a house, and when I had a tough day at work or a long day, or my house is where I find rest and peace and, and comfort. Um, Throughout scripture, Jesus also speaks to us as the sheep and him being the shepherd. And um, in 1 Peter 5, it speaks about the devil being like a, a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And here we've got this picture. Uh, we are sheep in a flock. And if you imagine watching planet Earth, David Attenborough narrating and we... They're in the field, and the devil comes like a roaring lion. And the, the scheme of a lion is to isolate one of the flock in the herd, or one of the buck in the herd, or whatever. Um, and when Jesus speaks about leaving the 99 to fetch the one, he knows that the 99, while they're together, still has a chance to survive for a short while. But that one on its own has absolutely no chance to survive the attacks of this roaring lion. And that's why I submit to you that as long as we stay together in a flock, we're actually safe. So within a church family, um, we see God, but we also have safety. Um, okay, so that's sort of why, and I hope I've convinced you that the church family is God's design. And there's actually real benefit for all of us to be in church family. Okay, so what keeps us out of church family is the second thing I want to unpack a bit. And I want to start with a scripture out of Proverbs 17 verse 19. And it says, He who loves a quarrel loves sin. He who builds a high gate invites destruction. And... Yeah, the pressures in life sometimes forces us to build gates, to put up uh, defenses. And um, it can be because our earthly family didn't model a place where we see God. It can be that our earthly family doesn't represent a thing of safety. And out of that position, we put up gates um, or walls and the problem is that those things provide initial temporary safety and security. But if we don't move out of that gate, if we don't take the gate down, 
that thing actually becomes an imprisonment for us. And, and I feel like that's the biggest thing that we um, have put up over the years that prevents us from actually being in church family. And this morning I have such expectation and faith that God wants to come break walls down, especially of warped pictures of earthly family and how we've seen spiritual family through, the, through our earthly experiences. And that's a gate, that's a wall that actually, there's a bit of feedback, that actually uh, leads to destruction. And it's a super dangerous place to be and to stay. Um, do you also hear that? Um, maybe it's the spirit that's <laughs> rising up to break down the walls. Um, so that's, um, is this on? That's something I think we carry into um, spiritual life that God's want, God wants to break down this morning. But there's also two other things that I, want, that I feel uh, God highlighted to me for us as a family that leads to us putting up gates. The first one is comparison. If I read out of 1 Corinthians 12, this is quite a long scripture, but I think it's um, important. So we've seen the image of church family as a house. Then we saw it as a flock of sheep. Now we're going to look at it as a body, okay? In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14 to 17, and then again 24 to 26. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. The foot should say, because I'm not a hand, if the foot should, sorry, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would, ma would not make him any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. What would not, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? And then this um, sort of wraps it together. But God has not, so from Scripture uh, 24, verse 24, um, but God has not, as so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it that there may, may be no division in the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And there's this thing of, if I want to be the ear or the eye, that actually brings the vision, like we read here. And um, I actually want to honor Warren. The moment when he heard, I'm going to preach, he walked up to me and he's like, are you preaching? That's amazing. It's going to be awesome. Well done. He could have taken on a posture of, hey, why am I not preaching? And could have hardened his heart. But that's actually a beautiful example of not comparing, not in this moment trying to be something that God didn't call us to be. Um, so, yeah. Um, and like Rachel said, I think the biggest crisis we face as this generation is comparison because of Instagram and TikTok and all of us seeing this picture of perfection every day and wanting to be, this is all our way, wanting to be um, something that God didn't make us to be. Um, and even inside of our church family, 
I, I felt God say, watch out for comparison. Watch out for trying to be something that God didn't call you to be in this season. Um, and we read there, it causes division. Um, and, yeah, actually, again, I have Warren as an example. If, if I, as a calm leader, compared to how Warren leads his calm, I would be in a dump every week because God has actually used it in such an incredible way to lead people into the mall. And instead of comparing... which I think God has but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from sin. So as we come in the light, as we take this gate away, we've got fellowship and Jesus does the cleaning. Um, and that's the two things I felt for us that's keeping us out of church family, comparison and sin. So, the last area I want to unpack is what does a healthy family look like, okay? And there are four things here. Uh, the first thing I felt is love, okay? There's a, three scriptures I want to read. The first is from Romans 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. In John 13, we read, A new commandment I give you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have, by your love for one another. Uh, and then lastly, out of Colossians 3, verse 14 to 15, it says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. So you've got this picture of us being living stones built together in a house. And like we read here, it's actually the love that binds us together. It's the love that makes this structure 
a structure. Um, and I've, if you look at a, a stone wall, there's, there's areas where there's a lot of cement because the two stones actually don't fit together well. And that's what I felt God say for us. If we are very different, it's love that's going to bind us together. It's love that's going to keep us together to walk in the will of the Father, which makes us brothers and sisters. So it's, and Mineke actually had this picture in our prayer meeting this morning of um, the, the needle sewing pieces of material together. And she felt it's the love and the Holy Spirit that's binding us together. And this scripture actually confirms this. Um, the second thing is uh, a healthy family lives in light. Okay, so I've unpacked what sin does and how it isolates us. But I want to say it's important for a healthy family uh, to live in the light. Firstly, because we have true fellowship. But secondly, because of what our sin does to the body. Okay? We've read earlier that if one part of the body suffers, the whole part of the body suffers. So I want to say to us, we've got a responsibility, not just to ourselves, but to each other, to live in the light. Because if I'm weak, Matthew suffers. If Matthew's weak, Jared suffers. So we've actually got a responsibility to each other to live in the light. Um, reading out of Galatians 5, verse 7 to 9, it says, You were running so well. Who has obstructed you from obeying the truth? Such persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little leaven works through the whole batch of dough. And, and there's this thing of, it's okay to hide the little small stuff. It's okay. But scripture also says sin leads to sin leads to death. Not just our death, but this whole body actually dying in a sense. Um, yeah, that, that's my caution. Let's be ruthless with even the small stuff. The world tells us don't sweat the small stuff, which I agree to like in a sense. But from a sin perspective, let's sweat the small stuff. Let's Live in the light. Let's be like, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, Matthew, I offended you earlier. It wasn't my uh, intention. Um, because the devil will use the darkness and the isolation to bring the vision, to cause me to die, but cause the whole body to actually suffer. Then, very important, the third thing that I felt is a healthy family covers. Okay? And, and I want to take you back to Genesis. So Noah and his family just got out, come out of the ark. And it says Noah became a man of the soil. So he planted vineyards. And then from Genesis 9 verse 21. He drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. And he told his brothers outside. Then Shem and, and Japheth, the two younger brothers, took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and walked backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. It goes on to say that Canaan was cursed because of how Ham didn't cover his father. Um, what I'm not saying is don't hide. I'm not saying hide sin. I'm saying as I live in the light, a big thing is for me to know Liesl's going to cover me. She's got, she's got my back. She's loving me and she's protecting me. Um, and, and I want to ask us this morning, are we getting caught up in gossiping and delighting in each other's mistakes 
and drawing attention to those things, or are we covering each other in love? Um, in Matthew 12, verse 36, it actually says, for by our words we will be acquitted or judged. By our words we will be condemned. Um, and as I was prepping, I felt the Holy Spirit say, in every situation, we've got two options. The one is to love and cover. The other one is to judge and expose. Um, the one leads to unity, and the other leads to actually division and destruction. Um, and Scripture actually also says, a household that's divided against itself will not stand. Um, it's the loving and the covering that will actually bind us together. Like I said earlier, the, it's the love that binds us together, and this covering that brings us into perfect harmony, again, like we read earlier. Um, then lastly, a healthy family stirs up and exhorts. Um, in Hebrews, Hebrews 3, verse 13, uh, it says, Exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the seedfulness of sin. Yeah, I think this speaks for itself. But are we encouraging others, each other, to keep pushing through the breakthroughs we've, we've, we've got? Are we encouraging others to say, you're doing so well, I know it's tough, but hey, you're on the right track. If we don't do that, uh, it says that we do it so that we don't um, get hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Um, so let's delight in each other's victories Let's celebrate each other's breakthroughs and let's remind each other of the testimonies we've had in the past. In Revelation, it says, um, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus, and the power of our testimony. Let's keep each encouraging one another with our testimonies, with the breakthroughs we've had, with, if I sit with Anton, like, hey man, it's okay, you've been here before, you've saw, you saw God's goodness and He's got you. Um, so yeah, that's what I felt for us today. Uh, we've, we are created for family. Um, we're safe in family, and we experience God like we won't outside of family. Um, and I actually want to <laughs> close by just sharing a bit about um, our story. And whenever I speak about my boys, I cry, so please forgive me. But... Um, yeah, so those that don't know, um, our eldest son is adopted. Um, yeah, and um, it's something we felt as a family, like Melania and I, God called us to, and we felt it's the will of the Father for us to bring someone that's lonely into family. Um, and it's been incredible to see how God has used this adoption journey to show me His love for me and what He as a father as for each one of us. I know for a fact that Sammy <laughs> is safe in family. Sammy sees God in family. Um, whenever Samuel acts out, I know it's because I haven't loved him enough, enough, and I know it's because I haven't covered him enough. If I love him and I encourage him, he will run through walls for me, and I know that, and that's how God has wired him. And, and that's the picture 
I've got for us. Like all of us have been adopted into God's family. It's a safe family. It's a, sam- uh, a family where we've got love and covering and where we live in the light, where we don't compare. And, and even for him, his biggest challenge in life will be to not compare to Milan, who's a biological son of mine. That will be his biggest challenge. And again, it's our responsibility to love him and encourage him and cover him so that that isn't a thing. Um, and yeah, um, maybe if we can get someone on the keys. Um, yeah. <laughs>